We bout that inner fulfillment, sipping the cab, never spilling. Pinot Merlot, and any way the grape can give us that feeling. Business and marketing, sales revealing all of that realness. Health is wealth, are you with me? We talking wellness and chilling. Spilling anything but a drop. It's important to tell, it's not just about cash, but it's about doing more for yourself. So pour a glass, don't have to share with anyone else. Leave your problems on the shelf. You tuning in to wine and wealth. Chapter 63 from the book Sales Minutes for Sales Masters. Never guess. Never guess. Every time you guess, you are gambling on success and the odds stink. If you guess just five times during a sales process, you have a one in 32 chance of being right. If you want to do the math on that, 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 is one in 32. If you add just one more guess, the odds jump up to one in 64. Let me give you some examples where sales people tend to guess. A seller who doesn't understand what is motivating the buyer overall guesses about what that motivation could be. Or a client who asks a question and the seller answers it without understanding the motivation behind the question. Sellers who do this are guessing that the answer will help them in their sale. Or the seller doesn't know the criteria the client will choose in the selection process and they guess which criteria to highlight in a presentation. Or the seller doesn't know the personality of the client and guesses about the most appropriate presentation presentation style to use. I can tell you with certainty that guessing is always a bad idea. You may think you're saving time, but in reality, you're limiting your ability to win. Welcome to Wine and Wealth, my friends. How we doing? Doing good. What's up, brother? What's up? Welcome to my house. Yes. This is a, a fun day that we we get to take over the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Nice right? fun morning episode. And morning, it's a, yeah, it's coffee and wealth today. Yes. <laughs> right. So if I sound a little more sophisticated, folks, it's because I'm not going to be two or three glasses of wine in by the end of this. Hey, I might be jacked up by the time it's over. <laughs> wine and wealth, yeah! <laughs> well, we were. So Alex and I share a um, few similarities. Mm-hmm. We share more dissimilarities than we do similarities. Which is the odd thing because the things that we do sim- share similarities on are so strong that yep. it feels like the other things we don't share don't even count. Well, I think they just they help, right? It's they one do. of the dynamics of why um, I've been so fortunate to hire you is mm-hmm. being aware that what makes you so different. Like you were showing me, oh my God, I'm a... <laughs> Freaking eyeballs were going to pop out of my head. And you kept trying to show it to me. This dude dissecting, literally taking apart a cell phone. He's like, isn't this awesome? I was like, no, the fuck it's not. <laughs> it is to me. <laughs> I was like, why would I ever want to watch this? Well, because then you know how everything works. No, I don't give a shit. But <laughs> while we were doing that, we were listening to some Wednesday 13. Yes. One of my favorite fall things to do. I start mm-hmm. cranking up the real, like the dark tunes, like yes. typo negative, mm-hmm. Wednesday 13. The Black Widow by Alice Cooper, <laughs> right? All that stuff, like just kind of get my. And, and my thing is, is, only until that last thing did you mention is anything that I like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you don't like typo negative. Ah, I've never been a fan. Oh man, I don't know. I might have to fire you. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm oh, sorry, Peter still rocks. <laughs> <laughs> did rock? 
Um, <laughs> let's take it back to business. So this is going to be a sales podcast. Yes. I want to uh, give people tools to uh, sell. You've had an inter- interesting experience. Mm-hmm. The um, last week I had you come out and and watch me do trainings. Right. Yes. So pretty intense trainings mm-hmm. all day long. Yep. Uh, putting some people's asses in the hot seat. Intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's you know when. I, I empathize with individuals when they're role playing because it's still difficult for me, right? When right. I do it with someone who I trust, mm-hmm. they know they're going to be hard on me. And and the, the, we actually used to call these murder boards because the goal was to murder your presentation, mm, give okay. you every answer you were not expecting, mm-hmm. or if you could tell that you wanted, uh, you were trying to do a lead in question. Yeah, we would purposely give you the other answer that you didn't expect. Mm, we would go give you landmines. There's all these things, but we would do is build it back up. Right. So the comfort level mm-hmm. within that next phase. Now we're doing it for initial appointments that people have, but we do it throughout the whole process, the presentation, right. everything. So it's a it's a pressure scenario, but very much on purpose. And could you tell how much people were thankful after oh, it was over? Not that very. they were off the hot seat, but they just learned so much. Oh, absolutely. And and I think part of that comes from a well-deserved respect for the person that's doing it. Because at first I was thinking of the word intimidation, but it's not even really intimidation. I would say it's just respect and not wanting to mess up and that causing the stakes to be so high and wanting to prove yourself and and almost when you get to that point is when you're bound to make a mess up. Dude, you're so right. It's it's true. Um, and that's the first hurdle most salespeople have to get over is quit. I've had to tell this to a lot of people is quit trying to prove your position mm-hmm. and just listen to the strategy from someone who's not emotionally attached to the deal and the commission that you're staring at on that deal because yeah. it clouds your vision. It's like love. Mm-hmm. Love clouds your judgment. That's like if you're with a toxic person, love is like a drug. Yep. It's the same thing. The money's like a drug or the commission check check really can uh toxify your logic outlook on the strategy for the sale. Right. So it's important to run these things. For anybody who's who is, especially if you're looking at more complex deals, if you're in capital type selling, high dollar selling, mm-hmm. you have to run this by someone outside of your division or your sector or what you're selling, who you trust in the sales game, just say, here's what's been going on. Do you see any holes, things that could torpedo this? And that's the big thing that you want to get. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do. But I wrote down some things very specifically to the chapter that I opened up on, which was guessing. Right. And one of the, the words that is a, a word that gets my attention in a role play, right? Because what we'll have the, the the salesperson do is give me background. Right. How'd you get the appointment? Mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? What do you think their disc is? What caused the meeting, right? Uh, so give me some real context on the deal. And you hear a lot of, well, I think, I think, I think, I think. And this is even if they've had one conversation. And that's a big red flag. Okay. And... It's not that I don't mind that they don't have the answers. It's that the strategy doesn't play out to where they derive the answers. So right. when they're done that conversation, conversation, they're still left with a whole bunch of, I think, I think, mm-hmm. I think. So 
how do we remove the never guess? And the most generic, I call them empty words when it comes to selling is, oh, you got to ask good questions. Find the pain points. I want to be a consultant. Right? All these (laughs) bullshit things that people say. But we actually have no scientific mode behind how we do that. Right. And so I've, I've written down actual things you can say to get more information easily. And it's almost like if I can download this operating system into a salesperson's brain to where this is the only way they conduct a conversation, selling will be so much easier. All right. So I'm going to give you some of these. We're going to talk about them. But you ask any salesperson, look, in a sales conversation, what's one of the major skills you need to acquire? They're going to say, well, you got to be a good listener. Right. Right. You've heard mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. You got to listen to the oh, customer. You got to listen to the customer. Okay. So you're the salesperson and you ask me a question mm-hmm. and I answer it. Here's what typically happens I'm asking another question. Yep. But it's not a question that asked me to go further into what I just told you. It's mm-hmm. whatever next question I had relating to my product or service. And, and I find that because I've had very different kind of uh, sales experience than, you know, what you typically train with. But even in that smaller realm, I've seen people that I can tell were clearly trained in a certain way that they have a certain checklist of questions they have to ask. And it really doesn't matter what the client or the customer has said. Regardless of that, they have their next question already ready before they even have to get their answer. And it doesn't matter what the answer was. Oh, it's maddening. Because mm-hmm. they... Well, they're thinking about what they're going to say next. Yep. So are you listening? Truly not. No, of course not. And that pisses people off, especially mm-hmm. some of the C-suite uh, buyers that you that are not there to waste time. They know exactly why you're there, and, and you better... Basically, a- asking a question doesn't mean you're listening. Exactly. So here, let me try and role play this with you. Right. So you're Alex Stiff, the sole proprietor owner of Stiff Media. Okay. Right? Yep. Um, and let's just say that I'm trying to sell you, who gives a shit? I'm, I'm trying to sell you, um, a new computer, a, a VA service. How about that? Virtual assistant services. Okay. All right. Uh, we've gotten all the rapport building out of the way. We're mm-hmm, friends. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the stiff media organization, what is some would call it a critical business issue. Someone would call it uh, like an overarching thing that's driving the company. Mm-hmm. What's that for you right now? Uh, something that I could use assistance in or it just what's driving most of the decisions behind your, uh, your company. Um, time, uh, ability and uh, revenue. Time, ability and revenue. All right, here it comes. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to highlight uh, so that you can do what? Uh, continue to grow the business and make it the best it can be. And that vision looks like on what scale? Uh, in my eyes, the sky is the limit. It could be a it could be a multi you know company organization. It could still just be me out of my living room doing what I love, but mm-hmm. taking it to the furthest it could actually be and make it the absolute best it can be. When you said time, mm-hmm. how do you define that piece? 
Um, the ability to find leads quickly, uh, the b ability to execute my plans quickly, um, and be able to not have to worry about the loose ends while I'm taking care of the main bulk. Mm. Here comes, that's, those are left brain stuff. Let me go right brain. I'm gonna highlight these as we're having these, mm -hmm. these conversations <clears throat> for you personally, right. right? As you start this business and you're new in it, how does that pressure affect you? Uh, it makes me want to do better. It makes me want to learn more. And I know the more I learn, the fat, the more my time is going to be freed because I'm going to find better ways to do things. Mm. So it's a learning bandwidth. Okay. Right. So like your ability to learn more is going to expand. Tell me more about that. Uh, essentially knowing quicker ways to expedite uh, certain uh, photo projects. So if, for instance, if I'm doing A, B, and C, if I can find a way to just go A, B, that's going to cut down my production time, thus allow me more clients and a uh, faster well, turnaround. Yeah. And so if, if you were thinking about a VA service, what impact does you – know, your, the issue, your time and ability to expand your bandwidth to learn as you, as you're looking into a VA, what impact does it have on, on that circumstance? Um, the ability to follow up with potential leads, um, the ability to help sort my calendar to make sure I'm not overbooking myself. Mm. Um, and I would say things of the sort and that a VA would be very good, especially as things continue to build, because I could find myself getting flustered and confused with a lot of the small things I may have to remember. Because mm. my main goal, I would want to be the primary out, uh, media output if I had someone to help uh, guide me in the direction of going, hey, so-and-so needs this now, so-and-so needs this now, that mm -hmm. allows me to be more creative and not get bogged down with the quote-unquote paperwork of it all. Uh, so it's focused on you being primary media, Alex. There we if go. I heard, yeah. If I heard you correctly. Yes. Anything else? I would say that's it. Okay. By the way, for the audience, tell people what I'm doing. Uh, writing down a ton of notes. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's stop there. Okay. Because I don't want to give away all the goods. I don't want to give away all my training. Right. And also that was fucked up sitting here going, I'm like, I have to really fake this out. God. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so you were required to think. Well, yeah, because I had to think of like stuff that I know I don't even have to cross that bridge until years from now kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm technically right here right now in the role play. So I have to. <laughs> no, I mean, that's. But look, think about this. It, let's just say I did outsource VA services. Like I had a company of, of people that all over the world, whether it's from someone from uh, India to Indiana, mm -hmm. I can find you someone at a VA uh, and say, I know money's, this is how I would always, like I gotta try and put this together for you now. So I would go through a much longer conversation, obviously. I don't wanna give away too much to the audience um, for at, out of respect for my clients, <laughs> but just there, I got so much information mm -hmm. that I could, I would be able to at the end mm -hmm. say, "Look, if I could find you, I know money's tight and all this stuff. If I could find you some relief mm -hmm. to actually fast forward the outcomes you're looking for, like getting the time, uh, freeing up space to mm -hmm. get the learning done, right? Uh, 
to make sure that you don't make the mistake that a lot of new business owners make, which is waiting to need a VA before you get a VA. It's mm-hmm. like uh, the mistake is you don't want to wait till your toilet's clogged to get, <laughs> to a, find a, to plumber. get a plunger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, I totally feel so that. Yeah. I can have, but all, you can't have that unless you have the data up front. So right. I'm going to highlight some of the questions that I was, these are subtle ones, mm-hmm. right, that I was doing in the moment. Uh, when I asked you what's, what is driving the company, I didn't, did I ask you right out the gate, uh, what are you looking for in a VA? No, you didn't. No. So automatically. Cause I wouldn't have known. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and here's the problem. If I'm a VA salesperson, I sell VAs this is what I do. And I've seen a hundred Alex's mm-hmm. over the last month. And I see that you have the same problem that the last 99 Alex has had. Mm-hmm. And I know your problem and I know how to fix the damn problem. Let me tell you what your problem is and how to fix it. And most salespeople think that that's the respect that will earn them the business. Right. And that's not it. It's you coming into your own self-discovery through the questions. The problem is, and this goes back to this is kind of first area of never guess, is you don't know the attachment that the prospect is going to make from their company to your service. Right. Too many times we just automatically go, well, my service, I'm imagining you're asking for my service because you need some help. Right. You need help on Mm -hmm. freeing up time. And so let me jump right into asking you about my services. Right. The trick is to understand your business first Mm -hmm. and then see how my services can impact what's driving your business. Right. Either it's like half of a level I can help your whole business I can help some of it in some way I don't have to solve all I can't solve all of your business issues but if you can make an attachment from oh Tony identified where my business is going and how his solution can help me move that forward that's it right so that's the first question we we guess too many times what someone's organization Mm -hmm. is driving towards right right so like my organization let's take um Tranquility, the startup I'm in. Mm-hmm. Our our main issue will be scalability, right? That's that's most most startups' main critical business issue. But right. ours is definitely scalability. But if you notice something, when I asked you what that was, you said, uh, you said the first answer you gave me was something like, "I want to be able to get, uh, you know." organization in mm-hmm. time. Right. And do you remember the follow-up I asked? You may not. It's okay if you don't. Uh, I think the follow-up was uh, was the question in which I gave you about time, money, and yeah. something else. And I said, so that you can do what? And I said something along the lines of like produce more content or so something like that. So that's the extra right. question, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of times people will give you a thing they want, mm-hmm. and I'm asking for a goal you're trying to get to. Right. So that's first one. Mm-hmm. We usually just take the thing and continue a conversation based on that. Right. Well, I need a VA because I need to save some time. Cool. Well, how much time are you spending? Right. That's exactly how most sales conversations going. Exactly. A better conversation is you need to save time so that you can achieve what? Right. That's, exactly. So, boom. Immediate. There's there's one tool right there. Mm-hmm. So that you can do what? Um, when I asked you about time, mm-hmm. do you remember what I asked you after that? It's okay if you don't. Uh, honestly, I don't remember. No, it's after fine. That you one, shouldn't. No. I'm not asking you to. No, it's fine. I said, how do you define that? Right. 
how do I define like freeing up time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember there, there was a few different ways. One, finding the leads and this, that, and the other. And the secondary being the um, uh, learning more of the craft. That way I can get better at productivity in general. Boom. And if I'm doing the other things, I don't have as much time to learn more things in the trade and in the craft and so on and so forth. So I learned that you view time mm-hmm. as the capacity to increase your skills to grow your business. Right. And the capacity to also generate leads in the meantime. Right. That's a lot of information, more mm-hmm. data. Oh, yeah. All right. So, sounds like a startup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, let's put a pin on that one. Right. What's your definition of that? We don't get that enough. Mm-hmm. We take, oh, so you need more time. And even worse, they say, well, at our organization, we have found out that over, that polling over 100 business owners, that they save on average two hours a day by having a VA. Right. And then you go, thanks. And then the next person tells you the same thing. And then mm-hmm. the next salesperson tells you the same thing. And you're left to differentiate me by my price. That's what happens. Yeah. All right. So let's put a pin in that one. How do you define? As you were going through that, you. I can't remember in a part of the conversation, but you said something like, I get, I don't want to get flustered mm-hmm. and get in the way of things. Yeah. I, I was trying to put myself in, in the position of having a lot more clients and, you know, a lot of like random emails popping in the inbox and, yep. and I could see myself getting a little bit flustered if I'm trying to ensure that I'm taking care of everyone, but maybe there's one client out of the five that's real sporadic with his emails. And, you know, that might get me stressed out going, Oh, did I miss the guy? Is he going to get mad at me? Is this not going to go through now? And what that are you could be doing something. in this? Think about what you're doing as the customer think about what i'm doing as yeah, the customer like, like as what you're doing as you're saying that stuff out loud mm-hmm. what are you actually doing as the customer oh no what what i'm uh no. i'm put oh sorry i'm putting myself in the worst case scenario. yes yeah. you're you're actually speaking the pain of mm-hmm. your problem into existence right most salespeople are guessing your pain or telling you what your pain is. Right, but because of your question, it would have if I was truly in that spot, it would have led me down that path of, oh, well, you know, this winds up stunting maybe the creativity stream because I'm having to chase down so on and so forth. Yep. Now, if you remember in the excerpt, I said, never guess, know the personality of the customer. I'm lucky enough to have known yours for a long time because yep. you did a, an assessment. You're a high C, mm-hmm. so you process questions. Yeah, and if I would suggest anyone listening to this rewind back to our conversation, as I was taking notes, mm-hmm. there was a pause. Yeah, there was, and you then talked again. Mm-hmm. Now I will say I noticed that, and I fell into it. And as soon as I started speaking, I knew it happened. I will say a tiny part of that is because I do podcasts and quote-unquote radio some, so I'm used to the no dead air thing. So when uh, you're writing, I'm, I'm still in the semi-podcast mode of right. don't, don't let enough. it speak. I I will, so that's a 50-50. I did notice it, and I did feel inclined to speak. I feel like I still would have in that moment. Yeah. But a little bit of thing is I am used to making sure there's no dead air while we're recording. <laughs> well, the point is, and I appreciate your honesty, the point that we see a lot mm-hmm. because the personality of a lot of salespeople is dead air makes us uncomfortable. Right. When And it would have made me. And there's personalities that require 
I mean, that dead air was what two seconds? Oh yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But it uh, felt like ten minutes. Exactly, in my head. and that's how most <laughs> salespeople feel if they ask a question, especially to that real steadfast personality or that real analytical personality. Mm-hmm. They actually think before they talk. I know it's a a, a bizarre <laughs> thing to think about as a salesperson, but people actually think before they speak. Yeah, and so the cool thing is taking notes allows for that dead air not to be weird yeah exactly because you're you're doing something there's a, there's still some sort of movement there's there's still an action right i'm not being just staring made. at you going mm-hmm. keep now, talking <laughs> did did you pick up on you actually this is i love questions where either answer is mm-hmm. exactly what you want right i asked you is there anything else that is an amazing question mm-hmm. because both answers work. Yep. Either yeah. no, which yeah. means perfect. I answered, I, I got to the root yeah. of it or sweet. This gives them an opportunity to, you know, give me one last little bit of nugget of info. That's exactly. going to help me along here. Exactly. And the thing is, what's really interesting. A lot of the, uh, how do I put it? Most salespeople say I have trouble with my transitions in a, in a conversation, right? How do I go from point to point? How do I know I've I've dug deep enough somewhere? Well, the easy answer is just ask, is there anything else? Yeah. And if they say, no, that's it. And you go, cool. So you also said, boom, next point. Yeah, exactly. And if you've taken good notes, your points are here. Mm-hmm. So no, there's nothing else. Great. You, that's the easiest transition in the world. Yeah, actually, if I was to add one more thing, boom, more data. Yep. So everything's about more data, more information. Uh, another caveat to that would be, and what else? Uh, so let's put pins and nose. Ask what else, or is there anything else? Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked you, tell me more about that. Yeah. Did you remember yeah. that? Yes, you did. It's weird when you ask somebody to tell me more about that, mm-hmm. what the other person does. They tell you more about Isn't it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what it is, tell me more about that. It's like, it's because you're showing engagement and interest. It's not. Sh- it's showing a true listening standpoint because if you're asking, tell me more about that. That conveys that you actually care. Yes, there's also a deeper scientific thing happening. Mm-hmm. It activates a part of your brain that says, "I'm required to answer." Hmm. Okay, because I was thinking it was coming across more of the validation standpoint. That's how you feel, right? Which is true. I'm not arguing no, with no, that, no. that being that. the EQ part of it. Mm-hmm. But your brain actually activates that, as you've learned, as my little boy is two, mm-hmm. and he's learning language yeah. and questions and answers, and your brain is now programmed. When you hear a question, mm-hmm. you answer it, right? You don't just stay silent. So exactly. tell me more about that, right? It's, it's like your brain went, Okay, we got to go tell them more about that. And started searching for more. <laughs> yeah, your brain's a computer; it's an operating system. So, so if you if you understand that part of it, I can engage things in your brain mm-hmm. to derive more information. Again, more data. Yep. And by the way, so as you look at what I'm saying, more information, more data, right? You notice that I did a. Uh, EQ thing. Yeah. I said, all right, I'm gonna shift the right brain real quick. Yes, you remember did. that piece. Yes, I said, said how that. does that impact you personally? Mm-hmm. Ah, yep. So there's a balance. There is. So let's put a pin in that one. Okay. Make sure you're asking some right brain questions. Not some. A lot of right brain, right brain questions. 
how much would you, because I know the, is it from the right brain where the emotion is held to? Mm-hmm. How much would you say that emotion drives a sale? If we're kind of in this topic for the a majority of the time. Okay. Almost and that would be the importance of asking those sort of right brain, right brain questions yeah. so you can know the emotional standpoint of it all or the mental standpoint of it all. Exactly. Almost every sale, if you really think about it, is is made on emotion and then justified with logic. Okay. Uh, and so if you look at understanding that, that mm-hmm. piece of it, when someone can make an emotional attachment within the conversation mm-hmm. – you are then attached to me as the person to continue to take you through this process. Yeah. Right. So like if we were really having this conversation and I got you to share with me, well, you know, I'm stressed every day. I'm just getting mm-hmm. this thing kicked off. And I go, man, I bet that's, and did you like, if I were to really continue this conversation, I said, did you quit a secure job for this? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, yes, I did. I said, well, I know that comes with a lot of fear. How are you feeling right now? Mm. And you'd be like, so you'd be sharing these things. So when I left your your office, you'd be going, that dude understands me. Yeah, he cared. He cares. He understands what I'm going through and trying to get to. So when he brings me back a solution, I know it's not me buying a VA. It's me buying someone who knows how to get me to where I need to go and alleviate the problems I have mm-hmm. on a person. That's what people mean by buying on emotion. Yeah. So when I, if I were to come back to close, I'm not going to close and say, look, I got a great VA um, and we're going to get two of them. One from Indiana. So you get one day a week with someone who's English speaking. And then the rest of your week is from India. They can handle appointments. Uh, it's, you know, 20 bucks a day. Yeah. I, uh, how's that sound? Mm-hmm. That's a left brain close. The right brain closes. Look, here's the program. I can get you. I can split time. Here's how much it costs. I believe if we aggregate the hours and you and you put those towards more business, based on how much you get per job, mm-hmm. this should bring back X amount of dollars over the course of six months. So that you can. And is that the key word right there? So that yeah, is well, that your transition? How, that's 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 one of them. I mean, okay. Uh, you know, it's somewhat intuitive at this point. Tomorrow when you wake up and it's the first day of having a VA, mm-hmm. you're also waking up with a little bit less weight on your shoulders about how's tomorrow look. Yeah. And a little bit less weight on what needs to be done to generate money here. Mm-hmm. And so that you can grow this company to where you said in your words, as big, as bad as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So you could get, so I can get you to that vision yep. in two years. This is the program. So boom, I've attached you now to the emotion that we talked about originally in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's what people mean by buying on emotion and justifying with logic. And then, and then with my personality trait, that second close was one I felt a lot more engaged and interested in than just, because even though I am a very analytical type of person, really at the end of the day, I do want to know how much is it going to cost me and can I do it? That's really what drives me at the end of the day. But that's- your sell, your ending on the second one attached me more and it got me thinking about it more. Right. You're not going to buy a hundred bucks a week for four weeks for six months. You're Mm -hmm. only going to look at how much it costs. Yep. There's two strategies. I have to show you what you're going to get back. So you're not just staring at how much it costs. I actually do the math and dollarize what you get back. But also I'm not asking you to buy the VA. Mm -hmm. I'm asking you to buy your dream. 
Yep. You're asking, you're asking me to invest in myself. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, you know, when you ask that question, I think people don't give enough context. That's again, it's a, another thing of empty words. Oh, people buy on emotion and just follow logic. <laughs> I don't know why I sound like Bill Clinton, man. <laughs> I'm just going to let it ride. It's your show, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um, one I didn't use that I really like. Help me understand. Help okay. me understand what you mean by that. All right. Yeah. It's a great, great three word uh, phrase that will get people to clarify position. One of the things I think most salespeople make a mistake about, and this is something I was guilty of for a long time because I was operating in so many industries, I'd hear terms or hear something about their business that went right over my head. It was some shit that I had no clue what they were talking about. And I would just go, uh-huh, right? And I was like, put a check on that one. I got to Google that later. What does right. that mean, right. right? So instead, and by the way, you do that so you don't sound stupid in front of the customer. Right. But in reality, what makes you sound really smart is when you said, come back up for a minute, help me understand what you mean by, and actually call it out because that makes you smart. Right. Is asking the question doesn't make you seem unintelligent. It makes you, it's the opposite. It makes you very intelligent. Yes. And you expand your capacity. It's, what's the old Chinese proverb? He who asks a question is a fool for a minute. He who never asks a question is a fool forever. I like that. That's it. Mm -hmm. So you not only expand your own circle of knowledge, but then the person knows that you, you say, clarify that for me. So I like it. Can you clarify what you mean by that? Help me understand what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that piece. Can you? So there's little things. So put a pin in that. Every little one of these pins, I think hopefully salespeople are writing this down. <laughs> uh, lastly, one of the things I really like to do, if we were to go through a conversation like this, it might last an hour because right. that's how long I can ask questions. I would have, look, I've got two pages of notes already yeah. just from our little mini combo. Yep. Um, paraphrase. Just so I, you've given me a lot of information just so I understand mm -hmm. the main points we were here, boom, 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 boom. And then that's another one where you go, is there anything else? Boom. That is beautiful. Yep. So that's when you know to end a meeting or they give you more information. Yep. So this, the science and ethos behind this is how much, if you really were to evaluate your last sales, like and I'm talking to everybody out there mm -hmm. in, in podcast land, how much data did you really extract? And then if you were to draw a line down that data and put all the stuff that talked about what you sell on the left versus what they want and what they their business is about on the right, which column would be more? Mm -hmm. you know, the column that is about who they are, what they want, the problems they don't want, the results they don't have yet and want, mm -hmm. where their business is going, what's driving that business every day, that column needs to be longer. And too many times the column about us talking about what we do is too long. Yeah. So let me make sure I don't have any other notes here. Ah. Your yes. special one set off to the side. I did. I did. I had this here before I leave this topic. Now at the, when, when, usually when you get to the end of a process, right? Mm -hmm. Now I can't give away my, my super gold. Right. Uh, there's a point where I, I haven't presented a solution or a price, but I'm asking them to buy. It's right. real tricky. It's yeah. a real tricky thing to do. Mm -hmm. 
but it's badass. <laughs> so at the end, there is a moment where you have an opportunity to say, what do you need to see for me? Right? So let's just take it back to the VA piece. Mm-hmm. And I've had all this conversation. Let's get back into role play. Let's just see how it works. All right. All right. So Alex, you gave me a, a ton of great information. Mm-hmm. I got a ton of notes. I'm going to work on the program. What would you need to see from me to be confident that I can deliver the right VA program for you? Um, peace of mind that with this service, I can fully trust that those ends will be tied and that I can see an actual boost in productivity by handing that off to a third party. Mm-hmm. How, how do you envision that looking like on whether it's a piece of paper um, overall growth and, okay. uh, both monetarily and with clients. Okay. And do you have a certain time frame in mind that you would like to see that evaluated? Um, I would say within a year's time frame. Okay. All right. Uh, is there anything else you need to see? No, not right off the top okay. of my head. Cool. Parentheses, I was legit really trying to think of one just so I could do that, but no, I really couldn't right off the top. How of much gold is that for a salesperson? I feel that I gave you a lot of good gold in that. Right? And mm-hmm. it's so freaking easy. Oh, yeah, because all I did was literally just summarize yeah. everything we just talked about. I summarized to you, and then you said, here's what you need to show me. Yeah. Again, too many salespeople guess on what I need to show you. Mm-hmm. But you just you straight up asked me as a as a VA, you know what what would you need? I'd be like, well, I'd and at the end of the day, essentially what I told you was it just needs to be worth my time and money, right? And I clarified a little bit, right? Yep. And uh, time and money, those are things that we're always looking for. Yep. What's this costing you time, money, or reputation? Those are usually the main drivers. Mm-hmm. So you said, oh, peace of mind, and that it's going to work. And I said. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? You said well, overall growth. And I said, well, how about the, how long you expect to see that? You said over a year. Boom. Yeah. So I know to give you a one year outlook program. Exactly. You, you know to try to sell me for one year at least on it. Exactly. Now, if you had said, well, I got to talk to my partner. That could happen. Mm, okay. What do you need to yeah. you know see from me? Well, you know, I'd like to see this, but I also got to talk to somebody, my business partner. Right. The The switch to that is, what do you need to hear from me to get that person's buy-in? Okay, so so in that case, what if I were to go, I feel like I have all the information I would need from you. I just really do need to bring it to my uh, my guy. Yeah, as long as you you this is what you need from me mm-hmm. to get that person's buy-in, fair enough. Got it. Now, the the caveat to that is you throughout this process that we didn't demonstrate the whole thing. Right you would have become a champion because now you're attached to you've attached me to your goals and your mm-hmm. dreams. So you really want me. Got it. So, okay, the, yeah. so what I'm saying is the message I'm saying to you is, all right, I know you want me mm-hmm. and to get that person to sign off on this, what would you need to hear? What do okay, you need to yeah. see from me or what do they need to hear? Mm-hmm. Now, of course I would fight for a meeting with that person. Right. I would say, look, here's the challenge. If they're part of this decision with you, first of all, if I deliver on what you've asked me to, do I have your vote on this? Right. This is a committee decision. Yeah, you yeah. say, yeah. So the challenge that, that we both have is assuming that 
this, these copious amounts of notes are the same criteria that your business partner has. Mm-hmm. Are you confident that's the case? And you be, you know, some people are like, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first best tactic is try and get it. That's a whole yeah. nother podcast. But look, these little simple questions, like what do you need to see from me? What do you need to hear from me to get someone's buy-in? These are the kind of things that get me to get more data. Yes. And data is everything. Data is everything. So there it is, man. That's like, that's a big boy sales lesson oh, in one yeah, podcast. Big time, big time. But like, this is the thing. Whenever I have a new prospect talking to me, inevitably I hear this. Well, we're different. Mm-hmm. What we do is different, Tony. <laughs> and dude, it is never different because <laughs> human behavior is so predictable. Oh yeah. And and I don't care what you're selling. This process does not usually abandon you. No. Right. So that's uh, as I look at how many salespeople I've trained over the past two weeks, just this month. Uh, there was a lot of consistency in lack of data, running with the first answer, selling off of the first pain point and not further clarifying the real secret to selling. And I want everyone to listen to this is not bringing a solution to a problem that the customer tells you they have. The real secret to selling is bringing a better solution to a more well-defined problem. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the prospect has not even defined a problem to that level themselves. So when you help them do that, now they're relying on you to continue to take them to the finish line. Yep. And when we say, when I told you about empty words we use as salespeople, I want to be a sales consultant. Mm -hmm. That's what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. But nobody has the actual science and data behind how to do that. And hopefully I just gave some people some points there. Excellent. Did you see that when we were were watching the... uh, the role plays and all the salespeople. Yes, I, I saw. I, I really did see that, and, and that was one of the things that um, I'm sure. Again, looking from the outside, and it's very different than being in the moment. But even someone as you know uh, amateur as I am in the sales world, there were a few times in the role plays I was even hearing it going, "Wow, I, I would have not expected that sort of reply." Yeah. So it, it, it's something that I would say that every business just kind of works through. And I think just that even falls into human behavior and every person can always continue to grow and get better. Yeah. That's it, brother. That's it. I think I had this intuition mm-hmm. that we should make this a short one today. I mean, I'd say we're we're actually already at 40 minutes. Ah. So that's a right, right on cue for I'm us. I'm all about today. See, it's the coffee. It is. It's the, I'm jacked up. I'm, I'm <laughs> you giving, just now poured your second cup. Yep. I was, I'm listening to some horror punk mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. you know, before we get on here, pour a cup of coffee is rapid fire. Yeah. 40 minutes. That's right. 40 minutes of pure freaking gold <laughs> folks. All right, my brother, thank you for playing along. You did a good job. Thank you. How's thank business you. going? By the way, what are we in? Like week two, three of your Basically week two, week, week two, two, essentially. So, September 8th was officially the first day. Yeah. Yeah. After 30 days, the excitement wears off and you're like, I'm in this shit. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, th- there have been many times in which I felt like after I jump into something, I was going to start kind of feeling the the rug burn after a while. Nah, I, I feel like this is going to be something that as long as I keep on this trajectory and it keeps moving f- forward and not behind, yeah. I think I'm going to be good. Well, it's always good when you're... you. 
you don't have to wake up and answer to a shit job. Yes, That's, that 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 helps mental states beyond belief. All right. Well, while we're at it, tell people how they find Stiff Media. Uh, right now, primarily through the Instagram page. I'm currently, hopefully, we'll be working together here soon, mm-hmm. trying to get a little one page set up. That way, uh, it'll be easier way for posts to reach out to me. But at the moment, just on Instagram at Stiff Period Media. Cool. All right. Hopefully, we drive some stuff your way. Other than that. My brother, that was fun. Yes, A good old-fashioned sales podcast. All right, family, thanks for joining. Until next time, happy selling. Happy selling.